Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. Oh, Sunny. Dude, that's a monster. It's a big sunset. I was on a sunset. Did you just? Did you did you hear Jack. about did you that's hear about cool. Tom Larson's copper nose bluegill operation? He's starting in northern Nebraska. Uh -uh. Copper nose bluegill. You know what those are? No. Anybody know? Wait, I've you heard should of save copper this. Nose. Are we starting? Or, or you're already rolling? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us about copper. You know what a copper nose bluegill is? No, I don't. Largest strand of bluegill that I think exists in the world. Is it like... You know all those South Florida ones that are like two pounders? Yes. It's those. What are and they? I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose... I'm just going to do it because, I mean, how many people are going to listen to this that are going to farm-raise bluegill and sell them to <laughs> private landowners? All of them, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he's, he's trying to figure out how to raise this huge strain of bluegill for all these dudes in Nebraska. And sell them to them because they want to have the biggest bluegill pond. I guess it's a big, and I honestly, having lived in Nebraska for 10 months, I can clearly say that Nebraskans love their bluegills. Nebraskans do love their bluegills. And is it, I'm guessing like some of those sandhill lakes, those guys yeah. want big bluegills. Oh, yeah. And, and guys that travel to the sandhill lakes that may live in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Capitano's bluegills, he believes he can develop them with those, like, aerators, those ice eaters, yeah. basically, yes. over the winter. Oh, okay. He thinks he can keep them warm enough to keep them alive, so he's all hard on it right now. So they are, like, sensitive. He already has an operation with rearing ponds and everything. Has he gotten the aerators yet? He's not doing Capitano's yet, but that's his, like... Well, that's the big limitation. Tom to needs grow. to call me before he goes and buys... Any brand of ice eater. Well, sure. I'm I sure think you can get a discount one now. We do have one yes. now. When, yeah. And they're cool. The cool thing is that they float. Really? So yeah. So the pond depth can be any depth. You don't have to get a and you don't stand have to and size it and plant it. Oh, and they're a floating ice eater, so they work in any depth of pond. You know what I used which to is use great as for an a ice guy eater? like Tom. Trolling like, motor on a sled. Uh, remember the mallard machines? Yes. Yeah. I would use those. Oh. Well, ice eater, we'd keep a hole open for a day. You know, we'd go bust it the night mm -hmm. before, roll it, and then the next morning, you'd still be open. You s all your decoys are set night before, and then keep it open the whole time you hunted. I don't know how you could, you'd have to run batteries You ripping there. anything. No, but it's a big enough hole to kill ducks on. Yeah. And you'd know what your hole was established as the next day, because then you could put set shells on the edge. It's pretty mm. nice. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're finishing. You should maybe walk. This is edge. not an ice eater podcast. Because no, no, we're it talking could about. Be. It could so, be an so ice eater if podcast. We going. Just to come back to the bluegills, well, the biggest limit for like fish growing in the north is always the winter. Like keeping them alive is one thing, but I mean, they just don't grow when it's that cold, right? Like they don't. You're right. Because how old's a big bluegill in Webster, South Dakota? Oh, I mean, a ten-inch bluegill is twelve years old. Really? Yeah, they're yeah. old. It's proven. <laughs> and fisheries is pretty studied, so I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I they start today. Not. Proof. I can't say South Dakota. Ten. In in they are, in Minnesota, they there was studies. <laughs> ten inch bluegills can be 10, 11, 12 years old. Really? Brian Grib 
as the guy to ask on that. Yeah, Greb would be the guy to ask. Yeah, he would know. God, I love Greb. He was my advisor in college. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. We were like... I shot some videos for him. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah, for his fisheries business. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Actually, Tom and I were talking about Greb's fisheries business when we were discussing his bluegill business. Before we got sidetracked on ice eaters. But I want to go back to the ice eaters. <laughs> How many ice eaters do you need to keep a lake open? Whole lake. Whole lake so you don't have to ice fish. Marcus yeah. is getting <laughs> out of about, ice fishing. <laughs> we're talking about Bitter Lake here. And How I didn't go to college. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this professor. Uh, how many? Okay, let's. Yeah, 640 acre lake, one square mile. Two. It would be a lot of ice eaters. What do you get per ice eater? Uh, oh, they're one they're 15, 50th of an acre? They're 1500 bucks a pop. And how many would you need for an acre? How much, hold on. The first question is, how much would you be willing to spend and not have to ice fish? <laughs> oh. If we it could looks also, like a lot. If we could also boat fish, there's just, yeah. Well, I think it's cheaper to move down south. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, just I'd go to Florida. You could just I'd go somewhere it's warmer. probably cheaper to just go guide reds or something. No, I think we're going to go to New Mexico. New Mexico? Yep. Wallace. Mm. Where at? Was it Ute or Shoot? Elephant Butte. They catch a big ones? I don't know. We were watching videos of it the other day. Was it good? I know where I'm going. Yeah. How were they catching them? Were they casting? Yeah, it's a reservoir. They're casting paddle tails. Oh, shit. Yep. How big? They look nice. They're like mid 20s. Oh, that's enough. Good enough for me. Oh, absolutely. Well, if they're mid 20s, there's an upper 20s yeah. in there. Well, if you follow the bass fishing at all, that Wheeler Lake open yeah. they had, guys were catching saugers like crazy on the bars. Oh, bass really? fishing. Really? Good saugers? I mean, eaters. You ever caught eaters? a bad eaters? fish? I mean, it's saugers. <laughs> I mean, they don't get very big. You're right. I like that comment. <laughs> you, ever, you ever caught a bad fish? I like that. That's a good That's a good discussion. Topic. Dude, I've never, I've never caught a bad God, fish. I'm trying to think about You that. hook into a 40-pound cart. It's fun. Yeah. It, even if it's a bad fish, it's fun. You know, I don't know, hold on, hold on. Deep dropping on rocks off the coast of Baja, you catch, sometimes if you, if you like bounce off the rock, you'll catch these. They're this big. They're called a sand dab. We're talking they're little flounder. Six inches. Yeah, we're talking six inches. I would say those... After you have to crank them up for 500 feet, yeah, I would, I would consider those bad fish to catch. So, uh, another bad fish. It's still a fish, though. Better than not catching a fish. <laughs> right. Northwest, try, trying to drop two pounds of lead catching lingcod. Oh, yeah. And all you get is, uh, well, they call them dog sharks. Yep. And they're like 18 inches and razor sharp 18 teeth. inches, that's pretty good fish, though. And all they will do is tear your equipment apart all day. Mm. And I've been hurt by some bullhead. We'll say that too. <laughs> I grew up in southern Minnesota. A lot mm -hmm. of I've been hurt by bullhead. Mm -hmm. I caught two sticks today that I wouldn't. I would rather not catch. But those aren't fish, so well, they didn't hurt good. you. That's right. They got you excited for a little while. So anyway, we're here in late May. Yeah, in God's not, country, not in New Mexico. No, catching New Mexico walleyes. Or Man, I love the the thing I love about the sound of that is that the duck hunting there 
was surprisingly good. Yeah. So go. Yeah, but you got you kind of didn't you get them one day? So tell me about tell me about that again, just just briefly though. Well, we we ended up getting them getting them one day, mm -hmm. and then a couple of days of struggle bussing, and then. But I mean, it's you know you're going in blind. Yeah. And once you talk to guys that actually know what the heck they're doing around there, they do yeah. decent. Well, and, and they were there. Yeah, the you birds weren't were killing there. them because there were they ducks there. There were ducks there. Yeah. I don't know. I like the sound of catching walleyes in the sun after shooting ducks in January. That so this is nice. so a new location. That sounds really nice. <laughs> Real therapy, <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> real, real therapy in New Mexico. I like that. Yeah, it's a good concept. Um, so anyway, we're here, late May, God's country, Webster, South Dakota. This is the time to be here, based on what happened to us today. Oh, it was good, real good. <laughs> How good, Josie? Saying. I huh? mean, I wouldn't consider it. The best? The best day right. I've ever had. But I mean, you only get a few of the days we had a year. I mean, just leisurely. Yeah. I mean, it was just steady catching walleyes. 18, 19 inch average. Capped it with a, like a 28. Yeah. I mean, paddle tails, they're crushing them. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get much better. No. No, I was one of the, I mean, I haven't fished walleyes in two years. Mm. Very embarrassing, dude. I have heard Marcus fished. would probably uh, what die? Yeah, I'd expire. <laughs> expired. <laughs> expired. Well, that's I, what it would read on. That's what it will read on his tombstone. Expired from lack of walleye. <laughs> Take fishing to keep fresh. <laughs> well, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You need to make that a bumper sticker. Need to make it a t-shirt. Let's make it a t-shirt. Okay. Are we starting? We, we literally do that at any time. Just a, just pretty easy to make t-shirts these days. Yeah. Yep. Ever hear of Printful? Nope. Take fishing to make fresh. Yeah. To keep fresh. Keep fresh. Anyway, well, I, I think we all fish different lakes today. We did. Well, you two and then us two fish different lakes. Yep. Yep. We were pulling cranks. You guys were casting. You were pulling bait. Yep. I mean, three different three techniques, different techniques, three different lakes, three successful days. Yeah. It's that time of year. I mean. The fish are biting. Caught them always. Yeah. They're three weeks off the spawn. Yeah, everything was or running I, it, behind this year. It was but. behind, but they, they spawned. When they did spawn, they spawned hard. Yep. Speaking of, when was your ice off? May 5th. May 5th. So late. Unbelievable. Yep. How was ice season? Tough. Long, hard. We went out, we had our days, like, it's hard to say how You had, we had the stretches, I'd say, too. Well, so we're on the water every day, so obviously we see the best of the best and the worst of the worst, so. But this year just seemed like a long year. I think our first snowfall was November 7th. Yeah. I mean, and then ice off on May 5th, like six months of winter. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of slush, a lot of snow. Six and a half months of winter. Well, and we had that, or snowfall was also ice storm. Oh, yeah, we had two ice storms. It was storms. preluded by an ice storm. I was here for the first one. 
and then we had a second ice storm in December, and I mean, it was a hard winter. Well, the the school in town, sixteen snow days. Sixteen snow days here in town, and I bet six of them were in April. Yep, deer are dropping like flies at the end of the season. Yeah, north of town, just, pheasants and deer got really? hit hard. Oh yeah, just horrible. They were saying a lot of shit. They were crying. I wondered about that backyards. with both of them. I wondered about that with pheasants a lot. Yeah, I think the pheasants took it in the shorts on the second ice storm for sure. And then just the winter prolonging because our first couple snowfalls had like 40, 50 mile an hour winds with them. So all the cover just got socked right in. Got blown in, yeah. You know, normally I'll try to hunt pheasants at least into January. And this year, I don't know if we even hunted more in a few days and... December. I think I I think I had a day or two off in January where we tried. I did not. And it was after that second ice storm, there was a layer of ice crust in the top of the snow. Yeah. And I mean, you could maybe make it a little while ways, you know, through. as you were on top of it and then you bust through. And then Damn. it was and then it's high knees, high knees, high knees. Which and, is easy for a guy like me. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the highest of needs. I'm built for the, you know, welded cattails <laughs> and the tall snow. <laughs> but we were talking about it earlier today. I was like, take cattails with snow. About the hardest walking you get for pheasants there is. Mm -hmm. And then fold the tops over and weld them together with ice. Mm. And that's what it was like mm. trying to walk the, the only cover left for the birds, really. A shirt was about the best way to hunt them. Yeah, sure. makes sense. <laughs> I mean, snow bear would have been all right, but there's the the windows don't open. Yeah, so you, <laughs> this doesn't work out. You have to bust out windows. Well, you have, you have to back troll with the snow. Yeah. Bear. Oh, back troll. I get yeah, it. So I get it. And it does that door it doesn't quite stay yeah, on top as good. Back troll. We thought about it a lot. <laughs> there was there was talks. That's no. the one thing I have against South Dakota game fish. Well, okay, that's probably not the one thing. <laughs> all right, don't hold on, hold on. The one thing I have against them is as soon as I moved from this state, they extended the season of pheasants till the end of January. Oh, and it's yes. great. I would love it. It's incredible. That's the time to hunt pheasants. December and January when there's Absolutely. snow on the ground, cattails. Snow on the ground, cattails. But you guys got screwed. I mean, Too much snow. Well, Too much it's, you, but you know the deal, man. It's yeah. like the years we don't have enough snow. You're good. <laughs> My bad. Don't worry no. about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> The the years we don't have enough snow or don't have a lot of snow, we we sit there and complain about the sloughs draining, the ducks uh, not having enough water, fish not having enough water. Oh, too We're dry just, for the pheasants. Everybody the always spring. says that's a farmer thing. It's a it's hunter an everybody thing. thing it I is think a, yeah, no. definitely a hunter thing. Anyone that pays attention to the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who cares. Even the tornado chasers, right? Yeah. They have their ears are like not enough. Too wet, too yeah, dry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's rarely ever just right. It's never just right. But the cool thing about this country, and especially with walleye fishing, is so cyclical. Like you're on a high water year now. We're seeing the benefits probably in those 18-inch class fish that we were catching today. Of maybe those high water years, however many years ago. Four or five years ago. 19. Yeah. And 19, it came up. It really hasn't. I mean, you see that a lot with the perch populations for sure. Yeah. And you say, you know, you talk high water. It's all relative. Yeah. 
okay. around here. We but, don't have a normal I mean, watermark it's, here. It's no, high year. No, average high watermark? What's that, right? It, it's not a thing. Exactly. I mean, they flooded in 93 and have been fluctuating their way up since. And they could have flooded in the 1600s. Well, what's, it, flush, what's interesting about that? 10 years before they came and settled this state. Yep. What's interesting about that, I work with a lot of soil scientists. And they have the ones that surveyed this area. I worked with them. They're decrepit now. They're 70, 80. But they said to me, they said, we saw the beaches of Wabe Lake when it was as dry as a bone and a slough in the bottom. So we knew at some point at some point that was flooded. Also, if you look at uh, in Desmet, uh, the old accounts of Laura Ingalls Wilder, Wilder, mm -hmm. she talked about a lake and another lake. She literally described like the pass between Whitewood and Thompson, which really weren't there for the longest time. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting to like hear all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, to, well, yeah, because, I mean, that's the nature of a closed water basin, right? It's mm -hmm. just evaporation-based. Yeah, it's so, very rainfall-based. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Seasonal. Yeah, you, basically, you get the dust bowl that comes along. Basically, and, these wetlands that have expanded into these lakes, these glacial lakes, are essentially a prairie pothole. Yeah. And that they're yeah. seasonal, they recharge... In our For lifetime, sure. they'll probably never get down to dry again. I they could though. Hope they, they could hope though. Because right. look at because look at thirty years ago they were. Exactly. Look at Thompson. So thirty years ago. Think in about the next thirty look years. Look at Thompson we'll 60, in the sixties. Whenever it happens, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be. We'll be sixty whenever it happens. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. So it could be in our lifetime. But I mean, who knows? I don't know. It, 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 it's honestly wild. I don't think there's anywhere else in the country, probably North America, where these things have developed like this. Mm. Where well, else would it be? Everglades have expanded. There's just nowhere else with an intact closed water basin. Right. Everything's I mean, so closed. Yeah. I mean, it's only here in the Missouri Coteau. Sure. They are like the only real closed water basins left that haven't been manipulated and drained and you know the sand hills in nebraska i guess would be, that would be the a other good one. good good example that'd yeah. be it yeah that's that's another one that's and i just mean like you this. even talk about kind of the same going up the prairie pothole region to devil's lake that's been heavily modified now mm -hmm. yeah devil's lake would be a great example too i mean but it's it, but it's way more modified than this area i mean at at its highest point the town now devil's lake now it is yeah yeah, but yeah. it's to combat the the expansion of the lake yep. yes but there's right. channels and they they actually have you They've know infrastructure set up to pump water to out of the it. lake yeah, and, exactly and they pump it to in response to yes that damn thing growing yes yeah right but i that's my left point. on check like there's knows. very few places that are still as wild when it comes to oh dude water as here the yeah. missouri coteau and then sand hills in nebraska that's sure. about it really well and you talk to people or take people fishing right they're like well is the water high well this year yeah like we got another foot of water and bitter or go oh, that's it 
Well, you took another foot on 30,000 acres. That's a lot <laughs> Think of water. Think of how much volume that is. That's a lot of water. Yeah. Like, that's... No, this, like everything's changed up here. And, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've been fishing up here a lot since 06. And it's completely different. Yeah. I think one of the... Well, yeah, what's the difference? Hold on. What's the difference from 06 to now? Like eight foot of water, 10 foot Higher? of water. Yeah, and a lot no of shit. It, Like bitter. When I started fishing that, that was before Lake Master and mapped it and all those islands are out of the water. I was 15 in 06, so it's kind of hard for me to fathom, but... So, like, yeah, if we mess around on the GPS, there's, what, Widgeon Island? Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen that. So that's a pretty big island on the north side there. That was, like, you maybe six inches to a foot under the water. It was all timber. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you got to think it was all fresh too. Yes, it was. Like we have so much of the trees and timber is laid down or broken off by the ice now. Yeah, like you're right. You were talking about that today. Where the ice will come up, break the timber. There's off. trees that I expected to see today that, that are gone. There. Yeah, that's interesting. You even notice it with some of these lakes that have grown a lot, like the last four years, like. One of the lakes we were fishing yesterday, you see like a, a still green leaf tree on a small island, no bigger than a boat, you know, right. a 20 foot big island. And you're like, okay, that tree isn't, right now it's still green, but two, three, four years from now, it'll probably be waterlogged and dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, we used to have a lot more timber to fish like 15 years ago up yeah. there. And now, yeah, every year the ice knocks more and more of it down. But that's the same way at Devil's Lake. So I haven't been fishing up there near as long as I have here. But you talk to guys and they're like, yeah, like 90% of our trees are gone from what 90%. it was like 15 years ago. Damn. 90%. And there's still like a decent amount of there's timber. There's still a fish. lot of timber. Yeah. And just Stan lost a lot of jigs on timber I would, tournaments, especially. I would never buy a 20-year-old boat from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. <laughs> no. Thing has ran over more timber than any chainsaw. Back when up. they used to run into dry, <laughs> back when they run, where they run like 40, 50 miles into dry or whatever. They this is to, my Mercury chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, they used to uh, yeah, bounce sink has their boats. On Devils. Hell no. <laughs> They used to about sink their boats and take their windshields off to get under bridges. Yeah, they I still would, do that for turns. They would yeah. come into tree lines in the softer spots, quote unquote, and kind of barrel into them half plane so they could make it to the back side of them where they wanted to fish. Larry Zimmerman's boat's like the best example because he's got like a Skeeter with bubble windshields, but it's got like these stainless steel like what are they just like roll cages they're like a rail like a rail or roll to cage. protect his windshield yeah but it's all like got the uh, what is it um pool noodles like zip tied oh, around it so it's so got the pool noodles you'll on hit it. your head on it too yep. hard <laughs> no shit. yeah he's got the pool noodles <laughs> yeah. electrical tape he's ready for bars. oh yeah oh he, uh, he's ready impact. that if he hits something he's not gonna split his head open on them rails <laughs> yeah Oh, that's awesome, dude. Well, and that guy was the guy I was telling Danny about today. He used to cast cranks at the towers. And if you know yeah, anything about the to think towers, about now, right? the top of the rocks on the towers is about 26 foot down right now. It's a geographic haven, but 
Oh, back in the day, it must have been a casting haven. I it's guess. where jig wraps go to die. Yeah, well, is where it is. It is cast wrapping <laughs> or, or jig wrapping. How deep of water is it now? 26 foot, like from where the rocks start. Dude, he, it's a big He said they used to cast when the rocks were poking out of the water. They used to cast cranks. And they used to cast cranks down the rocks. That guy's won a ton of money on devils. Like back in the day, he was a threat. Like, not that he isn't a good fisherman, but back in the day, he cashed checks every weekend. Larry's who we talked to for that Devil's yep. Lake film. We yep. we did a tourism oh, film yeah, for Devil's Lake that. years that really ago. Good, yeah. And he was talking about the the flats being four foot deep back then. Yeah. And now they're under what, forty five feet of water? I don't know. A lot of I mean, that, I mean just like here, everything's changed. Yeah. You know, I, it's just so cool to me how we you know, you, you look back at history. Mm-hmm. And you like have these time periods you look at and you go, wow, what a time that must have been. And you know, like the the Dust Bowl, right? Sure. What a no, time I, it I must like have been yeah. when you saw all these guys start planting these trees because all this ground was nothing but dust and jackrabbits for a yep. decade. Yep. And then, but I mean, we're living in the same thing now with the expansion of the water, water. in the Dakotas. And I mean, I... One thing I'm excited to see, or interested—I shouldn't say excited—just it'll be interesting to see how history writes this story and the, like the the impact that tiling had and farming practices or and water management practices, yeah. right? Surface drainage of yeah. of water. I mean, you get rid of five one-acre sloughs in a field, that water has Push to go the somewhere, big one. right? Yeah. And that's not talked about like at scale right we talk about it in a garage having a beer we talk about it in a quarter we don't talk about it in a basin right yeah. and so in this whole this whole coteau mm-hmm. from brookings south dakota up to the north dakota border like how much that scale of of water management just water moving yeah. water moving changes how this whole system functions like fundamentally oh yeah and I, I'm just curious to see how it, like how well, 20 mean, years from now, how are they going to tell that story? Right. And all the variables. I mean, you start talking about possibilities with invasives too. Mm. Like oh, what's going to happen yeah, when what's Zeep, gonna happen with when Zeep's 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 hit? To me, it's not an if. Oh, yeah. It's just it's like, like CWD. When Zeebs. So when like enemy like swim, pickerel, they have Zeebs. Uh, yeah, they'll pickerel be flows in into Wabe. Wabe is connected to Bitter through Minnewasta and the Rush Lakes. They're it's here. Of, it's kind of weird. To it's think just going to be an interesting thing to see how that. We'll just all love it. smallmouth fishing then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they do love it. They smallmouth. They, they thrive in that. I know. Like, they do that environment. Just, just it's kind of weird how that works. And I do have a place in my heart for small oh yeah but it's not the place in my heart for but weed line walleyes no. whacking a paddle tail no that's not conducive for that no. has, not 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 from uh what do we fish 8 30 to 2 30 is the most leisurely day of my life got after it hard what you say as my dad always said that fish ain't walking out of the lake yep <laughs> well <laughs> the early what 
The early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. That's yep. right. <laughs> <laughs> they get, I guarantee you that fish will still be in that lake. Yep. They ain't leaving. <laughs> oh, damn. Hmm. Has anyone, have you seen any research or studies on zebra mussels impacting freshwater shrimp? I haven't. No. No, no. but I would imagine they kill them all. That's my biggest concern is I'm guessing the zebra mussels are going to filter out what the shrimp eat. Absolutely, 100% they would kill them pretty much out because they live off of, I'm guessing, that zooplankton or that phytoplankton. I don't know what they feed on, one or the Keep other. in my live well after I got them fish out of there. A lot of pukers. I saw, I saw today that one that choked the jig had just a ball of it up, shrimp. Yeah. And I, I, I asked about that because I didn't know... How'd that leak? Well, I I got back to, you know, when I put them fish in the bucket and the, yeah. the live well only drained about two thirds on the way back sure. with the plug out. Sure. And Cause that, that screen was solid shrimp. Yeah. Well, and shrimp their floaters around in there. Have you noticed a correlation between both of you? Have you noticed a correlation between the shrimp population and a body of water? And the health of the fish. Yeah. They're fatter. Yeah, they grow faster. They start up faster. Right. I mean, it's... And their shrimp is definitely more... We have more of them with a higher higher water, I'd say, than a low water year. They just spawn out of the vegetation, the you grass. think? Yeah. yeah. They just, like... It, it's kind of a good year for perch and pike. It's also a good year for the shrimp. Seems like yeah. They uh, like that flooded grass, yeah. flooded sticks. Perch, new stuff well, pike to go run to. up stuff to spawn. But Perch we get in the vegetation. To they spawn. go run up stuff to spawn where they can. But these lakes, they don't have anything to run up. Never see the fish run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's good. T-shirt uh, number two. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I never seen a fish. That's a great shirt, actually. Write right, that down. What was the first write one? Down. Hey, write that what down. What was the first Sean, one? That down. Hold on. I'm taking, I'm taking notes here. Hold this for a second. <laughs> I got a bunch more shirt ideas. <laughs> when are we starting our T-shirt brand? Soon. Don't worry. Well, the next one's Sunken Island. I'll start it. Sunken Island? I'll Nobody start. sinks that island. It never had a life <laughs> oh, jacket on it. Oh, who sunk that island? Yeah. <laughs> when was that island floating? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I do want to review a little bit of today's events just because. Yeah, I know we, hold on one second, oh, hold though, on. Dan. What yeah. was the first t-shirt? Some about fishing. I'll expire. Freshness. Oh, yeah. I'll expire. Uh, no, it was fresh. You said that. It was fresh. fresh. Uh, fishing keeps you fresh or something. Yeah. So, uh, Take you fishing to make Take you fresh. Take fishing to keep fresh. Take yeah. fishing to keep fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, that could be a deodorant. <laughs> I wouldn't want it. That could be a weird smell. Walleye spice. Walleye yeah. spice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get yourself some walleye spice. Mm, give me some of that. That walleye spice of a Freshwater shrimp ball deodorant. What? What? What is it? What is what? The first one? No, the walleye spice. What's the scent going to be? The walleye. Spuzz. The no. scent? Oh, the scent's just going to be uh, sunblock and the unboxed wrap-up. You, yeah. <laughs> you can get the unboxed, leech scent. Unboxed with the crawler bait, scent. Fresh bait scent. Power bait. 
leech, if, if you're leech, really going for crawler. it, you could do gulp. Crawler. Mm. Dirt scent. Crawler dirt. <laughs> We're giving away trade secrets over here. God dang, shut up, guys. We this show crawling. cannot be aired. <laughs> anyway, so today... Uh, what what happened? What were the events? The first event was that we had to switch the lakes last night because of a, a problem. Oh. Yeah. And we probably won't talk about the specific problem. But you were like, hey, let's check out this lake because my buddy did great on it. Yeah. No, yeah. there was there was a little mix-up. And, I mean, it would have been, you would have tried to been fixing it. Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, yeah, and nobody would have nobody would have been at work, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, we'll just hit another lake. Buddy did get on it today. We'll try it tomorrow. Yeah. And ended up great. Oh, I mean, fantastic. Rolled up here leisurely about what? What, are, what time we get here? Seven fifteen. Well, my. My address I sent you took you to the opposite side. I was in the cemetery. Yeah, he took you to the cemetery, which... And I was like... Oh, that was unintentional. Yeah, the cemetery. I promise. What'd you catch? 35 pound catfish. 35 Holy pound shit, catfish. Channel or blue? Because channel might be... What is that a state record? I'm not sure. Mostly using my one pound sunfish. That is one of the coolest of things yeah, Green yeah. Belt could possibly do. <laughs> no, I know. But what's so Minnesotan? What's so Minnesotan about it? They only have ten walleyes. It's so Minnesotan. And then you you're you're entered into what like a grand prize? Or? Yeah, you're entered to win some grand prize if you draw a walleye. Like a Lund boat and stuff. Yep, yep. Lund boat. Oh, you get a guided uh, fishing guided trip. Fishing trip from John Hoyer and a Simmons oh, gift card. Hoyer. Wow. You listen to techno with Hoyer for a day. Mr. Hoyer. <laughs> and then just Sims after that. <laughs> it's actually brilliant marketing. Oh yeah, it's great marketing. Love Good it. marketing. Love it. Well, I look at I what I caught every day on my crack line. I don't have beer to come up with it with. There's a beer company crushing their marketing. Absolutely. Very, that's all I'm going to say yeah, about that's all that. That's, we'll leave it at that. And we can't get too deep into marketing right now. <laughs> no, no, let's beer talk marketing. more about events of today. <laughs> yeah, so today, yeah, we roll up to this lake, a lake that would typically have about three people fishing it. Uh, I'd say a busy day would, would be, be a half dozen boats. Half a dozen. Not a great launch. I mean, it is what it is. It's a launch. We have I a mean, dock there, which... There is a dock there now, but it is essentially a glorified ditch you're backing off of. Yeah. And uh, Which people from Iowa like to park in front of. What? Sorry. Yeah. There was I one of those. Regions. It's just the guy. The guy had an Iowa plate, so I got to pick on him. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I'm allowed to talk smack because that's where he, I hail from. He is from, from Iowa. That's mm -hmm. what I started with. No, I noticed that. That was after. That was afterward. But anyway. After we put on. Backed in, got out. Headed no. out there. Yeah, headed out. I mean, boy, she she was blowy today. Yeah, it was already blowing. I mean. Real good when we. I thought out. we'd have some time in the morning with a little bit less wind. I mean, she was gas and right away mm -hmm. now that's and, six well about quarter after eight it was quarter after eight it was gas well if you got up earlier it wasn't that bad <laughs> so we head out you know the hope is we're gonna basically cast paddle tails no cast paddle tails and cranks and catch everything hand-to-hand -hand combat the way we like it yeah just the way you want it and the way everybody really wants it. Well, a few people like like some other stuff, but yeah, casting's where it's at. Everybody knows that. What's a paddle tail? Oh. 
Don't start. Just for the people that don't know. Don't start. Yeah, what is... No, no, stop. Yeah, let's explain, right? Let's hear it. What's Do I have to tip? describe? Yeah, why not? There's probably people listening to this that have never walleye fished. I live in Idaho. Well, paddle tails, swim baits. There's yeah, one. that's actually exactly what we're using. Well, that's what Ryan was using. Weird, I have extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a few. So, minnow style body. Uh, tail flanges on the back. It just... It's it literally kicks, a it rolls. It, yeah, it's a paddle it on the back of a soft plastic, thump, 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 and you thump, can feel thump. that thump as you're reeling it through the water. You rig them on. We we're rigging them on three eight ounce heads today. I mean, really popular to do on a quarter, but especially with the wind we had today, three eighths, uh, is, where three eighths is where it was at. Just so you could be able to feel your jig, keep a semi tight line, at least be able to work your bait, you know, through the water column. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I think we pulled up the first area. I like when it's windy, and I know it's about as little wind as it's gonna be for the day. I usually go about as far from the ramp as I think I'm gonna try right yep. away. Yep, and then work your way and back. And then throughout the day, you can work your way back towards the ramp. And uh, I guess the biggest thing I can say too about op like just operating and high wind don't get in a hurry like that's when you get wet or accidents can happen just don't get in a hurry take your time but yeah so we started fishing i hand i hand danny a crankbait i, I didn't know he had off. such an aversion to crankbaits oh yep. he doesn't like them i got pretty mad you don't like, like them in situations i love yeah. i love throwing cranks but if i if i know i'm casting a shoreline what is my confidence mate a paddle too bait okay but quarter to three ounce jig head three quarter or three eighth ounce oh. that's all i want if like yeah. not not based on confidence or what you think's gonna work but all no, things equal. i also know that he's throwing a paddle tail in the front of the boat i also know that if i'm throwing a crankbait in the back of the boat it could definitely make a difference to have different baits out at once no no, no but if if all things equal like you could say you're gonna catch oh, 10 walleyes in a day are you yep. going to go plastics or are you going to go like a husky jerk? Are we including ice fishing? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Casting, <laughs> casting walleyes hey, like you did today. All year. What do you want? Casting walleyes like you did today and you 100%, had to pick which way you were going to catch them. 100% I would take a paddle too. Over, that's me. Over them smoking a crank. Uh, and that's just casting. You can't say, oh, well, you control either or. No, no, no. No, no I'm no, just mean casting. 100%. For me, confidence, everything, that's what I'm doing. No, not counting confidence. You know you're going to catch 10. Yep. Paddle Which tail. one do you prefer? Paddle tail. Interesting. You? I would agree. Just the bite on a jig. No, no, it's not that. It's confidence of catching 10 fish. Oh. Mm. Well, it doesn't. If I knew I was going to go to catch ten fish, Marcus, out of the two, what are you? Gonna I do? don't live in a fantasy world like that. I can't <laughs> pick what I'm going to use that day. I got to read the water. No, that is walleye fishing to a tee. I though. don't like. I can't make a plan. Like I got to go out. But if I had to choose one bait, and this isn't saying I was going to catch ten fish, it would be a crankbait. Which one? 
I don't know what, where are we husky jerk. Like, how I know do you, you love your husky jerks. What time of the year? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, no, but I just know like the draw power of a crankbait. Yeah, is, like, that's what five Ryan, times more than what, what a paddle. He told me about. What, see, I don't have this experience of looking at sonar like you guys do. So the forward-facing sonar has like changed. I don't think it's changed the way I've done things. Yeah, but it definitely enforced stuff that I thought. Mm. Like. You you can think and have ideas, but you don't know. Like, you yeah. can't see in the water all the time. Like, sometimes it's clear. It's like, oh, your fish are chasing the baits. But, no, like this, I can see my cast, like, 60, 70, 80 foot out. And there's a fish. And my cast was off. I did, like, 10 foot. Oh, didn't even notice the paddle tail. You hit that same cast with the crankbait. It's like, oh, this fish has hauled it for, like, 20 foot. Like, unreal. Unreal. Yeah, but do you think that they bite as readily? Do you think that they bite a crankbait as readily as they bite a paddle? So I don't know. Like probably. Like so that goes into what do you throw more? If you throw true, a paddle tail, true. that's tail, that confidence like 90, thing in my head. Yes. Yeah. If you throw a paddle tail, ninety percent of the time, Which ninety percent of your fish are going to come on a paddle oh, sure. tail, and yeah. only ten percent on a crankbait. Yeah. So. I don't. I can't tell you which one's better or which one's worse because they all have their time and place. Do you think Can it you, was the rattling? Do you think? What do you think is drawing it fish? It doesn't on even the need to be rattles. It's just a presence. It's they're moving more water. I feel like. Oh, more to that pop pop disturbance. Yeah. Like the even if body. it's a balsa and it's more subtle, they're physically moving more water and giving off more flash than a plastic can. And I'll say this. From forward facing sonar, talking about doesn't matter, live scope, active target, mega live, watching the fish out in front of you. I feel like if you put a plastic in a jig or a live bait, we won't even bring live bait into it. Mm -hmm. Plastic on a jig in front of a fish's nose versus hard, like wood or crankbait, plastic, crankbait going by its face. I think nine times out of 10 going right by its nose it's probably gonna pick the plastic, but, but we've draw seen it power. time and time again. You sometimes have to land that plastic on their nose for them to eat it, whereas they'll shoot 10, 20 feet over to inspect what's going on with a crankbait or a jerkbait. Or, right, you know. So you have the attention power. Yeah, maybe so, not the finish. And maybe they won't eat it. It's the old but you're same getting more fish reaction bite. Yeah, you're getting more fish to come from a further distance to so, look. So again, it's hold on. So averages. when we're throwing, when we're throwing, you know, early spring, you like to throw those shadow wraps, whatever, anything that's a jerk bait, suspends, pauses. Do you think ripping those crank baits might work better later in the year, like whenever you're having that draw power? Or if you want reaction on your up, retrieve, they get more active, and so more action works better. Yeah, and it—I mean, there's. So you think? I mean, so you, you honestly get, think later? Well, it makes sense because their metabolism and everything later in the year, faster retrieve. But I mean, you I mean, can kind of get into that, it, right? splitting hairs. Time. But like it all, like water temperature is a big deal. The warmer it gets, the more active those fish are going to be. But also water clarity. Yeah. The further they can see that bait from. So like, if you're trying to fix fish a plastic 
in she's got <laughs> dog is crushing cans right now if you're trying to fish a plastic in muddy water yeah or you just say a foot two foot visibility yeah you are gonna have to get that a lot closer to the fish for it to notice that it makes sense then you would a crank in those those in clear those water and conditions, then you get the you clear water, water conditions okay, okay, like okay. today i mean we had a good smattering five foot well i mean we had mud lines we had a lot of good stuff to work with fun. with the wind today mud lines they're are set up on points wind bomb. blown stuff we'll get into that every I'm time sure. we knew every time you'd go i bet this will catch a fish uh, yeah it's like you know. yeah there's gonna be fish right here so, i mean we fish points i've never fished on that lake yeah, just because just the wind was blowing on it well that makes me wonder like oh so you caught x amount on paddle tails like how many fish were actually there because i know because i know how close you have to be to catch fish with a jig and plastic sometimes i get and that. i'm gonna say it's like within five foot yeah but I, i'm just saying all the, the better the clarity basically. i think the more effective the plastic then oh just it, sight it can be for sure but like my rule of thumb for plastics is like i gotta be within a five foot of a fish to catch it yeah, I and, like that. You're then, sniping fish at yes, that point. And, you're you're dialed. You want to catch and them. And the crankbait's like twelve foot. I like that. So just it, it doubles. So why wouldn't you throw cranks most of the time unless you're dialed? If if they're eating it. Yeah. So that's like when you're going out and pre-fishing or looking, mm. you might as well throw something that has more action and draw power versus yeah. that because after you figure out, oh, there's a few fish here, then you can slow down and go through it with your plastics. Right, especially when it comes to tournament time. If you're pre-fishing, you're gonna take that crankbait approach. You get swipes, whatever, whatever. You get follows, whatever, perfect. I know they're here. Yeah, there's variables to everything. Well, but that's just like, like kind of the stuff that bounces through my head. Right, the problem with crankbaits arises July, August in these environments. Weeds. Dude. Right. I mean, that's your big, that's your biggest negative of throwing cranks is that dive curve, dive curve, yeah. right? Like when you're heaving it up there into two foot of water in a slimy lake. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be, hard to deal it's with. hard to fish clean. You do need the right environment in these lakes for crankbaits. Yeah. Which, and I mean, we combat it. We'll troll yeah. weed lines. Yeah. You get out on the edge of them. And not all the fish are on the weed lines all the time, no. but there's a lot of fish on the weed lines. Yeah, they love weed lines, right? But there's a ton of fish in the basin, too. Basin I've has... Heard, I've heard. Well, um, <laughs> according to according to bitter weights... I've, I've seen it happen. <laughs> I, I was talking to Ryan earlier today. How many guys who, like, just enter the tournament on a weekend and pull bait in the basin will pull up in several of these lakes? We'll pull up with... 229s and you're like what whenever you see it you know yeah well we fished a tournament last weekend ryan and i did out on hawaii and without saying too much them fish weren't shallow like really? no i mean fish do like three things right they swim they spawn and they eat so you're gonna find them where three the things. food's at. I like that. That's, That's it. Very like their brain's this big, and they do three things. Yeah. And they're most of the time looking for something to eat. Yeah. So you just got to find the food. 
Well, yeah, they only spawn once a year. Yeah, so. and we know when it is, like 45 to 52 yep. degrees. You right? have the degrees now. And the rest, yeah, we know the temperature. The rest, you know of the, the area. rest of the time, they're finding food. and I've read a book. I think they spawn on gravel. <laughs> you don't read. I read once I did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he read the back of a rapala box. <laughs> <laughs> I've read the work on a commercial. Yeah. Absolutely. Banjo Minnow? Banjo Minnow. Oh, dude. How about the walking crawler or whatever? What was that one? The walking worm. Remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that Rock, one. That was a slayer, dude. That must uh, have been after larger. I got. The helicopter lure. You already graduated at that point. You didn't Flying need any commercials. <laughs> He'd graduated fishing school. That's right. You guys were way before us. No, so, I don't know. There could be fish all over. I mean... I can talk to you for like three days. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I know. Fish could be what they could do. But fish anyway, we'll bring it back to today. Oh, today? I think oh, we just sir. I think we Hold just on. started. No, there's one more thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. You won the tournament. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. What? This is the casino circuit, the yep. legendary casino circuit. They go up and down. Sakakawea, Awahi, Devils. That's all they fish, right? Yep. Yep. And I've heard about it for quite a while. How many teams in that? Uh, what did they say? They had 37 teams doing all of them this 37, year. 37, 38 doing all. And I think, is there an AOI on that? Yep. Okay, so you're sitting real good for AOI. I mean, as, as good as you can. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually leading it after the second tournament, so, honestly. Here's really? the thing, too. And we, then we go to Sakakawea and we on suck. Third? We always suck at Sak. With, with those hammers that live up there? Dude. We suck up oh. there, but man, we have fun fishing oh, up the there. the fishing's unreal. Sakakawea is nuts. I would say when we started doing this five years ago, Devil's Lake was like my confidence. Yeah. Now it's Oahi. Like Oahi's my confidence really? now. I've, I don't know, man. I mean, you, I mean, we just won one. Yeah. And so, don't, you don't have to dive in we've on been, how you want we've it. We've been but. close. I mean, we've been nipping at the heels of guys. Like top and five. Well, I mean, we, I think we, we had a third place. Pounders and they catch like 13 pounders. Yeah. Jesus. It seems Is like. Is Oahe coming back? Oahe's, Oahe's a, there. Unreal for big fish. It's it's full on. Now, Brent, back. who dropped us off at our canoe trip a couple weeks ago. Mr. Chemnitz. Yeah, he said October. He just kept looking at me like, you should come film in October. And I was like, oh, all right. I was out there for three days last October, single day trips. Uh, the boat ramp's 150 miles from my driveway to the boat ramp. Uh, not bad. Or 148, or something like that. Not it's, bad. It's not bad. You can make it in three hours. Couple, three hours? It's just under yeah. three hours. Well, well a, lot, you, a lot of miles. Though. You got to go through Aberdeen, and if the spotlight's wrong, then it sucks. But God, Aberdeen sucks. Anyway, keep going. I think the three days I fished, these are separate days, not consecutive. We had 18 over 26 with 31 and a half being the biggest. Jesus Christ. I don't know what they weighed because I know none of them were 13 pounds. But there's now, probably now some you sharp shooting these fish? You catching them on jigging wraps? Jigging wraps, forward facing sonar. Sounds sick. Hand to hand. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I, like I mean, it. and you can just have a good net man. Just have to have a good net man. Well, there's one. Well, 29 and a half. It's like 12 pounds throw back. I need oh, a bigger one. Not big enough. Well, so I was with no her. picture. I was no twenty nine. I was picture. with my buddy Blake the one day, and he's like, "Oh, these marks are too big to be walleyes." He's like, "Do you know how big a fifteen pounder looks like. like on a live scope?" I was like, "I don't cast at it." <laughs> Thirty one and a half inches. Never mind. They're not that big, I guess. Damn. 
Do you know how big a 15-pounder looks on live scope? <laughs> I mean, I no one does. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing on Oahe. There is so many 10 to 15 pound channel cats. And, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of 10 to 15 pound fish. Seven to 30 pound buffalo and carp. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot car. of big fish. There are and it's like, but I mean, and then you throw a 30 to, there was two 16, legitimate 16 pound walleyes caught out of there this fall. Yeah. 16 what's a 16 pound walleye gonna look like compared to those he was telling me tyson whenever he was pre-fishing tyson had a 15.8 or something yeah 15.8 yeah. and, and a 14.1 in august in august in fucking august yes they're eating ciscos so they're, they're just sure big big they're, hair they're how how long till the state record gets broke? It'll be broke it needs year. to be broken. Year, you think fall? We I thought last fall or this spring, it but I be mean like early. before this class of fish is out, there will be a state record broken. Well, so what is our state record? 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, but there was a 16.00 caught and a 16.04 caught this fall. And that's without if that fish pregnant ate, bellies in Yeah, you get an April fish. Well, if that fish would have ate a Cisco before it bit the jig and True. It would have been. Would have bumped it right the state yeah, record. Yeah, it would have been the state record. Like, it's that close. Like. Damn. I mean, it, incredible fishery, too. I, I can't mean, believe your numbers you just threw up about October. And Brent was like staring at me, you know, whenever he said it, I was like, oh, okay. This is serious. You know, it's kind of like, he's like getting all serious on me. I'm like, and I mean, you've been pretty chill the whole time. It's Let's... not October. He's like, you need to, if you're going to come, come in October, staring at me. And I was like, damn. Okay. Well, a couple of years ago, Ryan and I fished out there until December something. It was December 12th. <laughs> and we were in sweatshirts. And we were in, oh, really? in sweatshirts oh, so and maybe rain vids out there. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, hunted a goose feed after. That'd be fun. Well, except they don't fly. One thing at a time. Yeah, and I just, like, <laughs> I know everybody's different, but, like, I don't, I'm not going hunting when I'm chasing a walleye. I, like I like your commitment. It's like a 200-inch whitetail. Well, what did we get there? So well, we're in December. 16-pound walleye? Yeah, 220-inch whitetail. 220? Yeah, for me. Well, I like I it. don't know. I mean, how many 16-pounders? You love whitetails, though. 162 16 two. Record. yeah so it was so look at that you're two ounces off yeah no, so yeah we were an ounce and three quarters away from breaking the record twice no, not we but somebody like, was well let's say you go catch that one i try i could have hey, seen could it you imagine your scope, name and would you, would you how big of a, a mural would you have of yourself if you had a Sit, state I, record wall on Marcus Kwan. I probably paint the north side of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Why the north side? Just uh, it's more surface area. Towards, oh, okay, okay. I get towards less town. windows on that side. Towards town. <laughs> that would be the second South Dakota state record Marcus would have. <laughs> what do you? Oh, the oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Marcus, what we were filming so one time. But sad, but a travesty. <laughs> Keep going. Caught the state record bullhead and threw it back because he didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to go claim didn't the state record. Didn't want that bullhead. title. He didn't want that state record. So now nope. he's got to get the walleye record first, then he'll claim the. You bullhead. know, Marcus, that's no. the difference between you and me. I'd be more proud of the state record bullhead, I think, than the state record of walleye. <laughs> 
Uh, no buckskin billies but under this name. <laughs> How big was it? It it was four something. It was a giant. Oh, you weighed it? Yeah. Oh, oh you huge. weighed it? Yeah. Four pound bullet. I cut That's it on a, a rip. I cut it on a ripple shed. No shit. It was on a swim bait. How, yeah. uh, how long it was, was a four it? Four-inch ripple shed. How long was it? No, we didn't bump I it. Know. I didn't want to touch it. You're like gross. <laughs> okay, there's a bad massive. Fish. <laughs> that's a bad fish. No, that's better than a white bass in my opinion. Oh, juvenile white bass are great on plane of boards, aren't they? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got some stuff I could talk about. White hey, bass speaking with. of white bass, who were those dudes who made those white bass? Or, or are we not allowed to talk about it? Crankbaits? Mm. Oh, that was so. I just hot. need to know. I, I don't know. Hot, hot, hot shot customs. Hot shots. I don't know. Yeah. No, There's so are... many lakes we fish where I feel like those would be really good. I don't know if we have any up here. No, they're probably over there. Jeez, oh, the I don't know. There's... No, they're on the bottom. There's all kinds of stuff here, but no. Some a white bass. White crank... bass print. Yeah, cranks. it's like a 3D or not 3D. It's like a printed white bass pattern. It looked really good, man. Yeah. Like, oh. Our fish hurt. <laughs> oh, it's still oh going. I held that in so long, you have no idea, dude. <laughs> this is turning into degeneracy very quick. Yeah, when it's not that weird. Usually when did does. we stop? Well, we got to keep talking about the day. Do we? Let's go. We, back. we have got launching the. Yeah, boat. we haven't even got to my spot <laughs> of the day, the dude. I haven't even said I, that I went fishing yet. <laughs> Did you go fishing today? <laughs> Launch the boat. Drove the boat. Yeah. Cast no, we're, we're. I think we're oh, talking about we're like casting. taking oh, time. Yeah, bait, the stuff. We're just. Yeah, going we started. Feeling the water out. Feeling yeah, the water. feeling it out. I dinged one. Dinged decent one. fish. That made us feel good. Swim bait. It's like, oh yeah. And then, these fish are biting. They're where they should be. You or at least that one. I think you dinged another one. No. No. Oh, the thing happened. I tried to ding another one. I get a nice thud. Broke off. And I set the hook and I broke my leader knot. Did and you have, so. Did you have the FG on? No. He had the, what is it? Crazy Alberta? Crazy Alberta. That's what it is. failed me today. But crazy we, not FG, he went half FG, which is Crazy Alberta, right? I spent like Kinda. three days in the garage trying to learn how to do the FG because the Alberto was failing me this year. Really? Yeah, I got so mad. I would. Yeah, he was tying crank, FGs for about six hours. Just figuring the, the it out. The crankbait would keep going. Oh, yeah. He and did that a couple times. Or one time. One time. Oh, I got so mad. I have to it pee. It took me like three I days. I have to pee so bad. Okay. Anybody else have to pee? Then break. All right, break. All right, we're back from peeing. We're back from peeing. <laughs> Brief. So anyway, we're getting to. You caught a fish. Yeah, we caught one. And then. And then we're. <laughs> Marcus is giggly. What? What? What do you mean? I'm, just, I'm listening. I haven't heard about your day yet. <laughs> tell me, he tell doesn't me. sound super interested. No, I am. Tell I'm me about. Tell me what was. Probably several five. All right, let's oh. hear it. <laughs> uh, so he casts up, breaks his, what is it, the Alberto knot? I uh, break that leader knot off. Which you should have had an FG knot on. Yeah, should have been tying an FG. In, in a tournament, I would have been like breaking a rod over a chair if I were you with your oh, leader I mean, knot breaking. I was still pretty pissed about it. You weren't that mad. Is that FG knot that hard to tie? Not after you figure it out. 
How it's long did it take you to perfect it? Uh, like probably six, seven hours. Holy uh, that's not that bad. That's a long not, time. Not for your job, for your tournaments, that's not that big of an investment. No, it's not. But, like, uh, you take a little bit from this video that you watch. You uh, take a little bit from this uh, video you watch. You take a little bit. Because I didn't find one video that taught me everything. Sure. The biggest thing I can tell you is you have to keep your line tight. The whole time? The whole time. So you see videos of guys, like, putting it in their mouth, wrapping mm -hmm. it around mm -hmm. their pinky, or tying it around their toe. No, make a loop knot and put it over your real handle. That was the easiest thing. Oh, the real handle. Yeah, that sounds like a secret. You just load the rod up. Yeah. Well, I got two hands free, so I don't have it tied around my pinky or my toe or holding it in my mouth. Do you tie the FG knot for every liter? Now I do. Every liter? Hot tip, by the way. Yeah, on that real the handle? Real handle. Yeah, I saw that on a TikTok. Oh, TikToks are great for something. Yeah. TikTok you, is like all social media. It is what you make it. Did you know my brother's a professional TikToker? That's all he does? No. Is that a real thing? Oh, it's real. He <laughs> makes more money than I do. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. His brother's out there crushing it. He really crushing is. Crushing it. When we go to eat somewhere with my brother, there are 15 people lined up for his autograph or picture at the end of it. Um, Doesn't matter where we go, off of TikTok, for the record. I mean, good for him, but what the heck? Isn't it wild? <laughs> Isn't it wild? It's wild, the world we live in. I can't believe that. Yeah. Now Marcus is going to get where people are lined up. Yeah, he's going to start people. a TikTok soon. He's, he's going to do a TikTok of an FG is after this. Oh, we'll talk about He's going to do a TikTok of an FG now. Shout out Jack Morrison. And then everyone's good. All, all the fishermen at every tournament are going to want Marcus's autograph. I have to teach. give out my secrets and my spots to get people to go fishing with me. To <laughs> barely make it by. And yeah. people just make TikTok videos and make ten times more, I guess. Yeah, uh -huh. that's, that's life, dude. I don't like it. No, can't like it. I don't like it, he says. Well, now you just got to start TikTok. <laughs> so we're fishing. And uh, <laughs> Ryan loses a fish. Man, yeah. we have talked about this so many times how he's lost. I, I, I get a bite. Dude's retired. Break the leader off. I sit down to retie it. Dude's retired. the button spot lock. And I'm like, dude, he was just. Casting right in that seam right there to the right of that log. Yep, he's like, he's pitching right in that log. I, I stand up after getting the new leader tied. Danny hooks up. Hollow thump. Mm. Hollow just thud. Hollow thud just. Might be a better representation. Wax one. Bite. Oonk. And I, I go, I think I said, you snagged in that tree? He goes, no, I got a fish. I'm like, oh, cool. Comes up, nice fish. I'm messing around with the net. Yeah, just I'm like, off. do you deserve a net? I don't know. I just yeah, scoop he's like it. playing with me. Hey, guide over here. And <laughs> I scoop it, and there is just a strand of line hanging out of the net, blown in the nice wind. Nice three way. footer. <laughs> and I'm I go, like, well, that's odd. I go, no way. I grab it, and I like start yanking on it. I look at the wally. My jig is coming out of its gullet. You could only see the top of the jig head in his, whatever that is, deep throat. <laughs> the gullet. I was like, damn, that dude ate right <laughs> Like, ate it, ate it. So that like, it was choked too. It was on top of that other jig dang there. Yeah. So that fish that broke your line, did it hit it hard? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> really hard. Like it. <laughs> and then he he came back for more. Yeah, he wanted more. He just couldn't. He didn't get enough the first and time. And so, well, and then that started the, well, I guess we're keeping some fish today. Yeah, we had to keep our lunch. There's no way I can get this jig out of this fish without murder without yeah. killing it oh. and there's no way i'm killing one fish and only and cleaning one more. fish Makes sense. <laughs> you, you know what <laughs> and i was like sweet i like walleyes those are good it's so dang interesting <laughs> how they get in their mode especially when you get you know i remember growing up they it was like the old man thing they'd be like oh you go fishing when it rains that's when they want to eat I do like that concept and, a little bit. Well, I like the idea of it. The concept but, more than the right, actual Right, thing. but when in practice, what you find is when you get what we've had the last three days. Steady weather. Steady the weather. most steady weather possible. Then you get walleyes like that where they can't possibly get enough to eat because the weather hasn't changed in four days. No, nice steady weather. And I mean, that was, and that was pitching a stretch... I was like, I just know, like, I catch them every time I go through here. It wasn't necessarily the best wind blowing on it or whatever. It was something I just had to try. And then that was that was the only fish we caught on that stretch yeah. until we got quite a ways further down. Actually got on some stuff, nice mud lines, wind blowing on It just looked right. Yeah. I think we popped a couple more. I had on probably 40 pushing pike. 40 inch pike uh, i set the hook it stopped i thought it was a musky it ran out to the main basin mm. and i kind of slowed it down and it came up a bit just enough where i could see it and it shook his head twice and broke me off one of the biggest indicators of a good fisherman for me in this country is when they hook a fish and they can tell you what it is you know what i mean yeah you know when you have a pike you know, when you have a walleye, it might take you half five the time seconds. you can tell from the eat from usually the, bite. the eat when you have that weird slide or something. Generally, you're having that pike issue or you go try to set the hook and all of a sudden it's running right at yeah, you. Yeah, whenever like, it runs huh. that that initial but also shallow, aggressive, bigger walleyes will take that first initial run yeah. and then head shake off. But yeah. I've always judged people by whenever they're like, oh, I got a fish. And they're just saying that. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind? Like, you know what I mean? If you don't know what you're fighting. No, well, that's a good point. Like, for example, we were fishing that tournament the other day. Sean grabs that rod. He goes, <laughs> yep, this is the one. You're going to like yeah. it. Guys that no, know, man. know. Yeah, we all cleared all the rods, scooped it up, 28 and a half yep. inches. Exactly. Well, it was hey, too. Oh, that's yeah. a good example of today, which yeah. it's way further down the line, so maybe we should talk about it again. All of a sudden, we got we got to those good wind-blowing points and just started. You had a lot of short bites. I had short bites. I had follows, too. Yeah. Like, they, I mean... I don't know. I had my pants pulled down several times. I They were slashing at it. I had a couple bites where it's, you'll get them. I mean, even with the paddle tip, you see it a lot more with cranks, I think, where they just swipe at it. And you'll see them fish do that. They'll come at a bait and just take a slash. They won't even open their mouth. They'll just slap at it. And then they'll swing back around 
they're trying to disorient or disorient it or, or, or not kill it yeah disorient. or just just slow, slow it, it down, down. Yeah. and then they're going to come back around for that eat well when i'm tight line with a three eight ounce jig in braid and you feel you it. feel everything you feel that tick you go to yank right away and yeah we had i had several several bites or pants poles and stuff but yeah i mean what was interesting is i didn't because my reflex on those bites is so much lower than it used to be that my timing was off by that much and every time stick you know whenever i would hook them it's kind of weird how that happened today and i kind of noticed it i was like i really think i'm behind a tad compared to what i used to be where i would have initially been like you know and maybe pulled those pants because they were taking a while to get it's it just in. i mean it's it's a reaction like yeah, anymore yeah. like i got i'm reeling i got my finger on the rod blank you got the brake you feel everything you feel a tick boom like yeah you're not i mean it's it's a three eighths ounce jig and a chunk of plastic they're not going to sit there and chew on it yeah so i mean they you feel that pull it's like either they got it or they don't and you you whack them or you're gonna go no matter what yeah yeah and uh yeah i mean you just talk about feeling the fish like knowing it's different i i think i don't remember what we were talking about we but talking shit about someone but anyway yeah we were talking some shit and then no one here in uh you know just hmm. working the bait down the break <laughs> yeah and uh but whack. he's having fun guiding today <laughs> sucker yeah Dude, it, dude it, it's different too the dude, bite the bite of a bigger when fish. them big ones suck it it's like like i don't know what to describe. when a good one gets it it's thud and know? it was to the point and it was he whomp and when I you set the hook it, i heard the fish bite the bait on your rod like it was quack boom like and I fully like and I'm reached into it. And he I was go, mid sentence and he goes, like I'm like I know what that is. And it was just the solid <laughs> boom, and it didn't. Move. And he goes and he's like, yep, whatever I said. Oh, he goes, yep. And I was like, yep. And I grabbed the net and I'm all Yeah, and I get a little bit tighter on it, and then it's that boom, boom, boom. And you and you can and I go, go, I go down there that walleye is sitting there, and it's throwing its head yeah. i go and you get I, about I that half a second him. lag between yeah home 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 and i go a second between head shakes he goes yep and he's holding it i'm like uh -huh. I, was, I said unless it takes a big run in three seconds it's, it's a, a big, big walleye yeah and it, yeah just that nice dead weight stayed down how big, big was it the thing that gets you going yeah. it's 28 touch i mean made it touch 28 i'm not one to round up if you didn't pinch it it was 27 and 7 eighths i'm yeah. not a, like but it's just amazing that's that a correlation between that it is tonk, 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 right oh yeah well i was even thinking the same thing when you guys were talking about watch them slap at it it's like that's one of the coolest things we get here the visually yeah is that we get to watch fish oh I'm there's watching, so many guys that i'm you know, watching behind watch my bait they'll never once cast. see a walleye eat their bait not once it's bass fishing for walleye right it really is 
Yeah. Would you would you not describe it as that? Yeah. It it is. That's what drew me to the area. Yeah. Honestly, like I was fishing a bass club I, I, and I, I watched two I, walleyes eat it today. I remember going to Horseshoe and catching more walleyes than smallmouth when we were fishing a bass club when I was sixteen years old. I was like, Oh, you can catch walleyes casting up here? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bass fishing sucks. <laughs> Some of my bass fishing. Some of my like tournaments make it get real weird too. So like one of my fondest memories is like going to weedless rigs with bait casters to rip them out of the weeds in two feet of water. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And catching they're big, them. big fish in those ambush environments. When you Dude. get up in those spots between the cattails and the weeds where it's so shallow and there's that little July, gap. August, when everybody's like, fishing sucks. I'm like, oh, really? Is and, it, does and, it suck? And you're finding... When you're it ripping 28 out of weeds. You're yeah, finding walleye, so walleyes in 76 degrees, 78 degree water, degree water in a foot and a half. Yeah? foot and a half of water. Oh, it's crazy. When like you can sharks. see a wake, just... Yeah. Smack that stuff. Mm, that's yeah. Intense. Hey, and we bring it full circle too. What do walleyes do? They go where the food They spawn, is. they swim, and they eat. Yeah. Where's the food? Sometimes I mean, it's in the weeds. Yeah, right, <laughs> right up there. A lot of times, I'd say more. There is fish that live in the weeds all year. Oh, yeah. They might not necessarily well, be they the use the weeds. easy. Yeah. That's where they live. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> And and how hey, we talked about 90-10 today. 90% of the fishermen or 10% of the it's opposite. 10% of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. I guarantee that. That's where we're talking it, it I've heard it as the 80-20 rule. You know, and it that goes for deer. 80-20 applies to everything. You know, yeah. but I, I would say uh, maybe like fishing-wise, we're talking 90-10. Yeah, and then there's the one percenters. Yeah, that, <laughs> Honestly, they just climb above. No, for real, there they is, There's guys that are one percenters. 100%. That are just, deadly. Like they, they got gills. Yep. They know. Hammers. They're, they're killers or we catchers call them or whatever. Like, there are, there's guys that, yeah. Speaking they, of hammers, we got a room full of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had like three. There's hammers. a couple of hammers in our <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I don't know. I just, I mean, everybody has their days or whatever. But I was thinking about it today, being Memorial Weekend. Like, how many boats are out and about? Yeah. Like nobody in their own boat thinks they can't catch fish, right? Sure. So what do they think when they can't catch fish? No fish are biting. I don't know. You're right. They say that. That's like, what they say when you go to the bait shop. Yeah, show. they're not biting. They're like, just not biting today. Because, I, I mean, I would say today was one of my tougher days, guys. Not that it was tough. Like, sure. I had my limit, you got them. I had my limit at 10.30, not 9.30 today, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they got a little tougher today. They got a little tougher today. But I was thinking about that. I'm like, all right, there's like, you know. 50, 7,500 boats, whatever, out here. And I'm like, I was like, every guy that has a boat thinks they can catch fish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are they thinking? Why else would you get a boat? Like, because I know not everybody's catching them. Yeah. So what do they think? What they're thinking is, well, they're just, we've tried everything. That's what they think. They think they've tried everything. They've tried they, leeches they, and worms. They exclude, they exclude the radical, right? Yeah. Right, they exclude like the thought of would you go 
fish in two foot of water right now. No. They're like, you don't fish for walleyes in two foot of water. Or, you know, you don't, they've, uh, you, none of them have ever led cord or, you know, sinker mm -hmm. fish or anything like that in 30 foot with cranks. I mean, they just haven't, I mean, even today when our bite slowed down, we were trolling today. You guys were casting. Um, it's funny. We were all three doing different we things. We all did something different which we is all caught walleyes and we all caught fish we all caught walleyes and but our bite got slow for a little bit and we'd been we'd been trolling around that like two five to two seven mark and it just yeah. got slow i'm like all right whatever bump it up fast for a little bit yep. oh, yeah. and got up to like three two three three and oh yeah ding 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 three yep. back in the live well just like that the, the thing about walleye fishing in general, specifically when we talk about tournaments, because we all love tournament fishing. Adjustments. Well, we talked about this. The adjustments. <laughs> we, if we went and did what we did today every day, we wouldn't want to go again. No. No, and like, it's okay if we're going to talk about tournaments. Like, you have to beat the fish before you beat the guys. Oh, 100%. Like you're not going to beat anybody if you don't catch anything. Yeah. So you got to catch those fish. You got to beat those fish. And then I think it's more important to find a pattern than in a spot. Yeah. Pattern you than a said spot. It, I like that. Because you, you can said get multiple it, spots on a pattern. Marcus, you said this to me when I started fishing league and tournaments. Was if you just box five fish every single league night. like You're going to do well. You're going to do super well. You're going to be top, you know, you're going to be in the running for team of the year. Yep. And that held pretty true. There's like, there's no team. Hardly a team. Sounds, there's five. It there's sounds hardly a, easy. Sounds easy. Way all you got to do is, paper. all you got to do is just weigh five fish every Wednesday and you're going to be yep. sitting there at team of the year. But I've yet to actually see anyone do it. I don't, I'm sure someone has, but I. It's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. I mean. We all work and have jobs, so it's not like we can dedicate a few days to pre-fishing mm -hmm. for every league. And I haven't done much for league fishing in quite a few years now, but that league, like, they're cool. Like, the real deal. It is. It's the as real far deal. as local competition, I mean, salty anglers. Oh, dude, I mean, unbelievable. LAWC specifically, South League is just unbelievable. There are some really good fishermen. You got. Nine million dollars of boats when you roll up in them in the evening. <laughs> yeah, and the takeoff is insane. Yeah. That was probably the craziest thing to me. That first, uh, like, I get, I get, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in college. I'm There's like, hey, you want to hop in with this guy? I can't make it tonight. He needs a third. It's like Wednesday night walleye league. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Bowling we were in the yeah. only pillar boat in the entire 60-whatever boat field and probably out-horsed by at least 100 to 150. Yeah. You know. Oh, you don't have a 300? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, you roll up with a – you, and I was like, we're in a fiberglass boat God, with a 75 you, on it. Great walleye fishing rig. We are outclassed by two foot of boat and 150 horsepower motor. Just but how many times off. would that lower horsepower, smaller boat beat the bigger boat? Oh, all the time. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Honestly, it doesn't. Like, 
the guys that but well i shouldn't say like all the time but i mean like where everybody it else is a lot of them. fish that's right like that's like you don't win a tournament fishing next to everybody no you don't rarely so if you're trying and to if you do it's one of those stupid spring tournaments yeah. where everybody's catching them yeah i mean it guys that win tournaments figure it out on their own yep. generally yep. and you're not competing against guys in that spotter area right no combat fishing yeah well i mean rarely it's rare that you're gonna just beat everything and then on that it's a combat fishing find I mean, your own shit it's, that's the most fun part about it yeah the most fun part about it is not you texting so and so oh he said oh this bay trolling blah 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 flicker sheds uh 40 feet back you know it's not, that's not cool now the fun part is no, when Tom Larson all of a sudden hangs a jig and a leech out the back of the back of the boat while we're casting shorelines, and that's your one. That's your fifth fish. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you take second that night out of nowhere with one extra fish caught on a jig and. Or when, or when the like wind, that, you know? or when the wind dies, and we said, "Oh, we'll just start popping these boppers into weed holes." And playing Wiz Khalifa, and we all of a sudden weigh a 25 pound bag. Yeah, that was the desert <laughs> Indian that year, right? Yeah. yeah. You gotta do something. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta make decisions and make something happen, not follow the crowd. I would say that's the biggest, probably, piece of advice of all time for tournament fishing. Don't follow the crowd when you know the crowd's catching them. And not just tournament fishing, just it's fishing so hard. in just general, fishing. man. I mean, today... What's fun about following the crowd? On the lake we're on today, there was 15 boats stacked in one little bay area. Yeah. And we were nowhere near that. We were yeah. off on our own. There was, like, us and one other boat kind of running this trolling line. And then I hooked my thumb... We end up all the way down over there where all these other boats were. I how was, the, how was the removal pretty good? Mm, it didn't feel great, but got it out. You got the line removed. Mm -hmm. Did the old braided line footage, trick. That'd be good to have. Yeah, we didn't film it. <laughs> um, you were worried you are going to cry or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so painful. Um, no, it, it, they do. They especially hard. They suck when their barbs in, and you're like, God. Damn, so what we did though, because your thumb, right? It's like hard to keep your thumb stiff for when someone yanks it. Yeah. We tied a oh, shoe. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah, we, yeah, we tied a against. Yeah. We tied a shoelace around the tip of my thumb. Okay. To hold my thumb like stiff and steady to yank it. That which, makes sense. That worked. I, well, he has. You know, he has what. Your parents have 17 years of schooling. Yeah. Yeah. 17 yeah. years of schooling. Yeah. I think I think they could figure that one out. Yeah. Well, it was actually my it was actually my sisters that oh. did that because well, Susie is a cop and Sydney's an EMC. Okay. So, yeah, she knows yeah. some stuff. Yeah, they some know about little hooking triage yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. Triage. Sounds smart, but crocs don't come with shoelaces. <laughs> so I don't know what I do in your situation. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I did in my situation. How, so I'm sure it was fish related. Was it? Oh, it's embarrassing. How, okay. How it Let me know how you got it in your. It thumb. actually. No kidding. So my dad passes out if he gets a hook in him. All his vessels in his body like relax, and all the blood flows out of his brain into. I've his heard arms about it. Legs. I haven't seen it. Really, yeah. that's a thing. 
Yeah, if like his veins they get had pumped. to leave the lake and take him to the emergency mm -hmm. room the one yeah. time. Yeah, it's like some. It's like a some syndrome deal where like every Jesus. the mu the muscle I would not do well with the syndrome. Yeah, the muscle wall of his veins Wait, all relax. So so the veins open up. Hold on, turn the light on. Yeah, that and interesting. the yeah all the the veins relax, the blood flows out of his brain down into his extremities and so he just out so there was a uh, there's a crank hooked in the carpet in the bottom of the boat yeah and he's sitting there screwing with it and i'm just uh, like get away from the i'm crank like crank. leave it i'll get it oh and then <laughs> don't worry i'll take it yeah like the last thing we need is you getting a hook in you Jeez. and then of course that's how i that's how i end up getting a hook in me oh, one in me <laughs> don't but worry it's I me than you. i'll take it i'll take this bullet see you don't want to do this oh, damn it's the dangest thing man oh. wow yeah but anyway we ended up floated all the way down where all these boats were and my brother um, was down in there, like fishing around in there, in in the boat he was in, and um, I was like, "You guys getting them?" He's like, "No, like I, we haven't seen anyone catching fish. We've Why we've caught one in there. Why, Why is everybody, everybody just there? versus out with each other? versus we're getting them pretty good, trolling mm -hmm. out away from everybody else, mm -hmm. and yeah, just like f go do your own thing, find your own bite." Like, there's fish eating somewhere. Yeah, Unless you get one of those random cold front nights that just screws it all up and they all get locked jaw. That's yeah, awesome. that happens. Well, or thunderstorm. Oh, Marcus oh, says, no, they're still biting. Somebody will catch them. Yeah, absolutely. Catch Has there them. ever been a tournament you entered where people didn't catch them? Never. Nope, not Never. once. Somebody catches them. Somebody figures them out every something. day, every There's night. something there. Yeah. Absolutely. And not, yeah, I haven't got my butt whipped and I'm like, yeah, nobody's going to catch them. And you're like, oh, I've had really good days where I'm like, oh, we're doing really good. And the people just smoke it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, where'd that come from? Actually, what's interesting about tournament fishing is the best pre-fishes with, with like the pre-fish resulting in the fishing usually don't do as good as I thought. Yeah. I... Rarely do I have a pre-fish that translates into exactly the fishing day that translates into money. I don't know. How have you? Exactly. Have you not had to make shifts? Have you not had to make decisions? No, we, we like last last weekend we had to make an adjustment, but we had the same pattern. Patterns good. Yeah. To adjust to different fish. Yeah. Or whatever depth, whatever. Just to the day there was a wind big, like it was a hundred and eighty degree wind switch. Yeah. A lot a of the of how many how many okay so how, how many, many tournaments have you won adjusting on the day of? All of them. Yep. Probably. Exactly. I can I can list. Okay, I have like two tournaments that I won, where we knew the bite and we kind of adjusted within the bite. But a lot of them, like we're like, at this point I'm winging it, and then all of a sudden the bite comes. You know the pattern because you caught fish on the pattern beforehand, but you know the bite comes or the bite comes, and you're like, we're in the spot. We know the pattern. We caught four fish like four overs like this we know the pattern we know there's a underbite we can go to yeah 
God, that's a new element too. I, I'm not going to get in the weeds on that about unders, overs, stuff like well, that. Well, it's a South Dakota. It's a South Dakota centric thing. Yeah. But yeah. So well, just quickly. Quickly, in South Dakota, when we're fishing tournaments, we can only generally weigh two overs. I, I actually don't know of a tournament where you 20 can weigh. 20 inches. Over 20 inches 20 or over? Inches. That's what we call overs. Yep. Unders are under 20. Person, 15 to 20 is generally our slot under. So what you want for a perfect bag is those 19 and a half, 19 to 7 eighths, and two, three of those, and two big ones. Two over 20 inches. You want two 29s. <laughs> two, 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 two 30s would be great every time. Hey. Well, a 31 and a 29, depending on who you are. Well, it'll average, <laughs> it'll average a 30. And I mean, you coming back to the health of Oahe. Yeah, what'd you guys, what'd you guys have on the last we one? We had a 29 and a 28 and a half. Yeah, it's a great bag. Two 17s and a 16. Two 17s oh, and a 16 got, and... So you had junk unders. Yeah, we were, we would consider bad. junk unders. Yeah, yeah, our unders are bad. Were they and, fat? Nah. Uh, they were Way fine. Way a pound? Yeah. They, yeah, were, they were, they were a like a pound, pound and three quarter. Yeah, they were pound four to pound six. Well, that's yeah. not bad no. for those size of fish. But yeah, but so like that is a South Dakota centric thing. Oh, very. I, we shouldn't of, even talk like, about it honestly at this it point. Sucks. It's it, tough. It, it, it sucks. Just, and it it's a whole we talked about other it today. layer because it makes it's it not fun. like you. It makes it harder to be successful. You got to have two. Because on a North going. Dakota tournament. On a North Dakota tournament, we can catch five overs. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah I mean... Five any size. Five which makes sense size. as the better angler, that's what you would do, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but those guys... Like, I don't know how guys do it, like, consistently. Like, there's guys that win all the time, like, in South Dakota. Like, like they're just good at it? Yeah, like, how do you... I don't know, making those decisions is tough some days. Dude, the decisions. When you have coal tags and you have, like, six fish to weigh five... I think our philosophy or deal anymore is like we need our two overs to win. Absolutely. Like, don't we're not yeah, we're not like especially on Hawaii. Like we're not doing anything else until we have like two twenty eights. I just don't worry about it. Anymore. No, that's that's yep. a deal if out there anymore. Win, the health of that you go you, the home run. If like you, you're not going for points. Well, I want to place. Yeah. If the you health want to win. You just go like and. You're gonna hope for a thirty and like yeah. a twenty-eight to win. How much money you win on that last one? Fifteen. How much you enter? Five hundred. How much you spend on everything? Well, my truck well. broke down, so that was two grand this week. <laughs> that was two grand this week. <laughs> so you so you evened out on that yeah, one. Yeah, so we're right even again. <laughs> <laughs> That's tournament fishing, though, Life baby. of tournament fishing, man. Life of a fisherman. That's oh, right. Yeah. But just the health of the Oahe <laughs> system right now. I mean, I don't... If I don't have two... Like, that's just going to be a rule of thumb going forward with the class of fish in there. Yeah. If you don't have two 28s. I mean, say it, you, you have... You launch at 7 or 7.30... And you got to be back at three or three thirty. You have your eight hours. On the seventh hour, yeah, it's like okay, I know I can run to this spot and get nine pounds. Right. There's with, generally with, that bite with in those six systems. fish. Sure. Or I could still get one bite and catch ten pounds. Yeah. Why wouldn't you fish for the one? And if I get two bites. I could have 20 pounds, 20 pounds or 18 pounds. Yeah. Like just the, 
fishing for those bigger fish, yeah. you're just going to make up so much more ground in a bite. Well, well, well that, that's like a difference between winners and average people. Yeah, I mean, but in, in in you throw in though, like we're fishing this obviously the AOY so like thing. an AOY thing that you got to think about. Yeah. But like the guys that win, they just like go for I it. mean, they go. they go for it. They like go for it. Some of the like I call them the boogeyman of freaking Oahu. Just hammers. I mean, there was they're either gonna weigh oh, they're either gonna weigh zero or Traver Deagle, Polly Stephan, Chad Schilling. They were all oh, in the Stephen. same boat. Three Damn, individual like hammers. Hammer Fantastic Oahe fishermen. The three of them combined in that boat weighed seven pounds for that tournament. Wow. But if they would have continued, they, they, going. Would they were going. Pounds. Tell you what. They <laughs> were fishing. They were fishing for 25 pounds. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean the stars got a line ultimately. And they too. know they can go catch their unders in ten minutes somewhere. If they were fishing for unders, they would have weighed eleven pounds like right. everybody else. But they're fishing for them too. But they ended up weighing seven pounds. And I know it's because they were under the impression like the same thing. It's like yeah. they were in it to win it. Yeah. yeah. Like course. that's that's Why if we're we gonna win what stuff. What the fuck are you doing? Otherwise? Yeah. Well, I want to get twentieth. That, that toy money is good money <laughs> no. too. Yeah. I've, I've had days where I felt like I wanted to get twentieth though. If you ain't I mean, first, you're last. About about hour seven, you're like, I would love twentieth place right yeah, now. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I I didn't, <laughs> honestly, I didn't think we were gonna win. No, really. We, I didn't think we had. Enough. And you won by what? Uh, Point three tenths of a pound. It was point one three pounds. Thirteen hundreds. Thirteen hundreds. And well, this is the crazy thing. Another. Well, you want to talk about Oahe hammers? Another couple hammers that we are, like we talked to. Brent Riley. Brent Riley and Corey Sandmeyer. We just happened to troll by him when we were going for underfish or under twenty inch, like filling up. Whatever. What they say? And we go buy them, and they go go got your overs, and we're like, yeah. And they're like, we got twenty eight and a half, twenty nine and a half. And you're like, God and we're like, we got twenty nine and twenty eight and a half. And we're like, God damn it! Everybody, <laughs> everybody in this field is hammering them, dude. There that is, is the no, automatic thing on. that goes to your head in a hard tournament, in a grinder where you know your hammers, and you talk to them. You talk and they to say one. the thing you don't want them to say. You're like, oh my god! And we're like, everybody going, got him. Yeah, Jesus. that's what we we're thinking. We're like, everybody got him. We're like, well, and how many you have? Like 23, 24 pounds probably. And then you're like, yeah, 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 yeah me we're too. Like, well, yeah, we do too. And we're <laughs> like, yeah. At that time, we're like, we're sitting at 23 and a half, 24 pounds, and they're like, we're sitting at like 24 ish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you and, so, like, and that's just us. Okay. Like who? Like, like well, they uh, end up placing uh, second. Uh, oh, you went by second placers. Dang, we, you guys uh, were tight. After it, that, but, like, after that, it was scramble mode. So yeah. that boat hold, held sixty gallons of fuel, and we burnt fifty-five of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah! And there goes the next five hundred dollars. Well, and, and so we talked like small adjustments. So we're now to we, uh, we eleven thousand eight hundred dollars. So what else happened? We went past the small adjustments, and like you think once you have a twenty-nine and a twenty-eight and a half in the box, there's some time for whoo. Like let's just catch our small fish. Well, we go to get these unders, 
and that wind switch, which made us adjust a little bit on our over pattern, mm -hmm. had completely dirtied. It where we were, milk. it was yeah. chocolate milk where we were getting our oh, yeah. our good like 18, 19 inches, and so we end up running about all the way to the state line to get to clear water. And once we found the water we were looking for, the 18 inches turned into 14 to 16 inches. So coming back in, we're like, we're we got a really good bag still. We're top five. Yeah, top five, but not you were. And about what then of course they sandbagged until about the third to last boat and, and we, we beat were, them by we were like the tenth boat to wait yeah so we yeah. had to wait so you're just oh. standing there like yeah every boat that weighs time. in we're like <sighs> what do they got what they, oh they got oh those over. guys are good That's that was terrible. a big fish that is a terrible <sighs> yeah it's just there. awful that was fun that's awesome that's so much fun that's so much fun. but hey i mean and the that's what hey, that's what brings you back to tournaments. Mm, just makes a guy way better fisherman. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Way better. I, I I was addicted to him when I lived here. So, uh, you ever heard the term thunder fucking? Yeah. All of a sudden today, that's what we did. Yeah. We thunder fucked him. Heard the it. the pattern of the day was exactly what it should have been. Yeah. yeah. Windblown points. Just windblown points. Mud lines Chocolate coming milk. off of them. Like, by the way, that's another very South Dakota thing. The oh, whole yeah. like windblown mud line mud points. Line yeah. points. Yep. Like, yep. not enough people weigh that into their fishing. No, I, I made the comment today. I was like, we're everybody gonna, slid towards the lee side of the lake when it got bad. We're out here we're banging gonna just bang out we are points. Banging fish. Well, we have a guy from Minnesota that's been helping us guide a little bit, and he's like, oh, it's going to be windy today. <laughs> and Ryan and I are just like, perfect. You know where you're going. I know where I'm going. It's going to be he's good. Like, oh, it's going to blow 20. I'm like, perfect. It'll keep everybody off the spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less yep, pressure. It for will. It will, too. But it yeah, got I, to the I point, mean, it got to the point today where I would recharge the drone. We had pop it up and say, what angle should we get this time, yeah, Ryan? We had at that. least five really good ones on a drone today, <laughs> like fish catches. And my favorite, and I am I super excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. Cause you know, he's like, I'm gonna put this drone out in front where we're casting. Like, do you think you can't hit it? Like, I'm like, I know I could. <laughs> <laughs> But like now I'm scared. Well, the blade thing he stopped. If yeah. I hit it. Well, and he's like, yeah, we better not. Well, I, early in the day, he also made the comment like, yeah, let's just not crash this drone in the lake before I go to Africa for ten days. And I go, oh, cool. You're gonna make me cast at it. It's only gusting to thirty. It should fly. My favorite fish catch of the day, and it was probably a 17, 18 incher. I make kind of a sidearm hard like crosswind cast i shoot underneath the drone and i get about two cranks on the reel get whacked set the hook the fish is behind the drone and i pull the thing pretty much head shaking on the surface all the way underneath it towards us to the boat i it was just one of those like mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we got that one. And then we got a couple other ones where he was right above, and there was one he was right above too. I had about eight foot of line out, one whacked it, and I set the hook, and I mean, it made a big flash. So drones don't scare fish. No. No, it turns out they're not scared of ospreys, drones, whatever. No, and they're not a very good scouting tool for fish. You can't just see them sitting yeah, in when it's bizarre. The walleyes, the bottom you know, dwellers, it, it, they're, not, today, they're not scared today, of drones. The, and it's amazing the technology you can get for what fourteen hundred dollars yeah, now. Fourteen hundred. This freaking thing is fighting the wind. Thirty miles like an hour. This, at thirty least miles an hour crosswind. Not moving. Anymore. Not moving. Just sitting there. Spotlight. Just yep. Spotlight. Spotlight drone. <laughs> you got the spotlight drone. I, I, I'll bring the spotlight. I said drone. that. I said that earlier. How many fish is the guy that engineered Spotlight responsible for? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I mean, so the new Spotlight came out in 2017, which we have now. I don't know. It, it's got to be a certain amount. Like, boats have changed so much in the last oh, year. Dude, like crazy. Technology. It's crazy what you can take an older boat, you know, and throw some new technology just on the bow, regardless of, like, actual sonar and everything on it. Just making it more like fishable fishable like you can throw one of these newer bow mounts on it and instead like i grew up doing it i grabbed that freaking anchor my dad would oh, hold me up one to the spot and it, oh it's pretty windy so we should go further up so we can let more lead out yeah. so it'll dig and then all to throw slip bobbers out on this chunk of the weed line for 15 minutes <laughs> just to reel it in reel all that slack up and get over the anchor so i could actually yank it and then just sliding over like in that kind of wind we we're fishing in today Dude, it wasn't that long ago we were doing that no i mean like, it, we're talking less than 10 years like i was in college five, still years. doing that five yeah. six years ago yeah yeah was not very long ago no i and mean i graduated high school in 15 that newest spot lock that's legit came out in 17 and now you have boats with RPM control built in. You have, you know, following lines based on charts and depth contours. You have, I mean, the the amount of tech packed into an 18 foot fishing boat now, if you want it to, is just unbelievable. You could have a John boat with everything. Yeah, you you could have a John boat where you actively like what Marcus is talking about. You're watching a fish interact with your lure. Yeah. And you're holding a, a tin boat in a 25 mile an hour wind yeah. on a spot, on a spot spot within two foot. Yeah. Yeah. I know guys that are throwing $30,000 worth of electronics and trolling motor on their boat nowadays. It's crazy. crazy. Like five graphs, three lives. Like, unreal. Dude. Crazy. Should we put a pin in it, Danny Morrison? Or you I got guess. More you want to talk I about? mean, this is really good, but yeah, we definitely can. No, we what can are we keep doing tomorrow? going. What are we doing tomorrow? I'm going casting tomorrow. Well, yeah, we we don't not cast. I don't I'm think going, we could I'm take a step back. I'm going for bullheads. Good luck beat me. <laughs> <I'll>, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck beating him. I want the state record bullhead tomorrow. You can have you it. You know where it lives. You can, it. you can have it. You know where it lives. Yeah, you know I, the tree. It's <laughs> six pounds now, dude. Oh, that thing's been eating walleyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they put bullheads in for, or they put the walleyes in to eat the bullheads, and now the bullheads are eating the walleyes. So does that mean, does that mean we're going to the same lake? Is that where you guys are going? I think so. I don't know. I like the concept. I don't know if that's where we're going or not. I, I haven't figured out Because you caught how. what there the other day? We didn't go there. The one we we're talking, talking about? about different lakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going Where possibly. you caught the 27 and a half is where we were thinking about going. Got we it. might flip-flop lakes. We might flip-flop lakes then. Okay. I would suggest going where we went today if you haven't been there yet. I haven't been there yet. Especially if you have wind week. again today, it'll be really fun. I miss it. I miss that lake. I haven't been there this year. One of the first of day the, that I was telling first Ryan, day there this year. That was the other thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we touched on it, but I mean, I was telling Ryan today that that was the best video of glacial lakes walleye fishing I think I've ever seen. The one that we made Your out there. Your old one. It's a pretty good one. Probably one of the Is first. Is still up the on best? YouTube? I think it should be. I don't know. You control that. I don't know the login for that page anymore. Oh, good. I'd have to dig it up. Good. But yeah, it's uh, just uh, forgot password or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get in there. <laughs> I remember watching that. Like, I, I don't know how old I was. 23, maybe. And just being enthralled. Like, damn. Yeah, that we we crushed them. It, it was, I mean, it was the best fishing you could have ever really asked for to be captured oh, yeah. on camera. Yeah. And... Yeah, stars aligned. You know, we see a lot of a lot of eater bites on camera. But you don't see a lot of those bites. The real secret bites. I think we live in the golden years of the fishing up here right now, honestly. Yeah. For like size of fish, like I mean you hear about it. I mean we got a twenty eight today leisurely. Well, I mean you hear about it. You you hear the the guy saying, oh, man, we used to be able to catch them on gummy worms and mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, and that catch them on gummy day. worms. If but, I mean, well, we seriously, to, though. We used to catch 50, 60, 70 fish a day. It's like, okay, well, now if we catch 20 or 25 of them, some days 20 of them are overs. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know when these things flooded, like, late 90s, early 2000s. I'm sure you caught a ton of fish, but. I don't know. I, Just I'm, caliber. I'm, I'm partial to big fish. Like, yeah. I don't. Another 16 inch walleye to me is. What's that do for you? It's a great fish. It is. Like, I'm not. Don't want to say it's anything. It's a tasty one. Yeah, it's tasty. It's Greaser. crispy. But, like, if I'm going to go Greasers. catch a fish for fun, I'm going to go fish for a big one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's maturity, though. Yeah, they got to eat, they got to catch a lot of eaters back then. But I mean, we know of but from last night to tonight, three fish over twenty seven and a half inches, just between like our group that's been fishing. Yeah, like and that's insane. We're talking those. We're those talking were once in a lifetime inland lakes. Yes. Yeah, we're not talking Lake Erie. We're not talking or even. A reservoir, right? Like, Those were once in a lifetime fish to people not very long ago. We caught three in the last 24 are, hours, right? Right, right, 
I think the last like three days I've guided, I think I've had like eight or ten over twenty-two inches, up to like twenty-five. Unbelievable! And that's just pulling bait, like yeah, that's, that's just incredible. Fishing. You're going on an eater I, bite and catching those as bones. Yeah, I don't remember doing that four or five years ago, like yeah, like now. And I'm not saying I've had these are worse days for numbers. I don't think they are. No, I don't know. fishing's good. Great, really excellent good here. All right. Well, thank you all hey, for everything. It's good to have you up. I haven't seen you in a minute. Been in mountain country. And it was great to be back. And first time walleye fishing in two years. Mm. Took me about an hour to figure it out. I've <laughs> got the, got the, the cadence back down. a little bit. Yeah. Almost expired. <laughs> Almost <laughs> expired. He's just sitting there with a freaking yeah. oxygen in him. I would probably need to go to a nursing home. <laughs> You could come visit me. I'll be looking at my walleye mounts. <laughs> <laughs> those, those were the glory days. That yeah. was when I walked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow. Yes, sir. Come fish with Marcus and Ryan. Yes. Oh, big plug. Real therapy. Do it. The guys to fish with if you want to catch them. All right. Sometimes we try. We try. <laughs> Peace.